1: We've received multiple instant messages and emails and contact submissions through the website, even phone calls concerning the two men largely responsible for the handling of the message of William Branham on recorded tape, Gene Goad and Leo Mercer. While most of the information is in written form on our website, www.seekyethetruth.com, it seems as though the videos about the park have gone viral inside of the religious following of William Branham. Until this point, the references were not made available in video form, and many of those trapped in fear are being instructed by their pastors and their elders to avoid the William Branham apologetic websites. That spirit might get on you, and once the devil gets a hold of you, he won't let go. That spirit that they reference is not so much a spirit, but it is a vast pool of information that has proven beyond the shadow of a doubt that the message was not so much the hand of Almighty God, but rather a message of fiction given for a purpose. And the websites give you enough information for you to decide for yourself just what that purpose was and is. But concerning the two men that have been labeled as homosexual, we want to make a distinction between fact, fiction, rumor, and assumption, and we want to present the sources to you in video form. Since the people from the park are starting to open up, we want to direct the blame to the source of the information rather than those that are needing counseling and both emotional and spiritual help. The first time that we came in contact with this information was through the book Legend of the Fall, written by Peter Dizer which is now available in paperback through the Amazon Bookstore. And in this book, Dr. Lee Vale was referenced as stating that these two men, Gene Goad and Leo Mercer, were homosexual. And this information interested me personally because local Jeffersonville rumor and family discussions led you to believe the same conclusion. Since the two men are now dead and gone on, any information that we find will be secondhand and even the victims that have come forth to present their stories of horror are giving secondhand information. But witness testimony, even from those outside of the park, lead you to the same conclusion as presented by, as fact by Dr. Lee Vale. Those who experienced conversations with the men, especially those who were not programmed with the message, described these two men as either closet or practicing homosexuals. And those outside could not have known, of course, the abuse, both physical and sexual, that went on behind the scenes. The first instance we find describing the two Tate Boys in the sermons of Dr. Lee Vale was in a 2000 sermon entitled, The Godhead. And Lee Vale says this. He says, I believe it was about 1956 and no later that Leo and Jean, Leo Mercer and Jean Goad, God told Brother Branham to hire them to homosexuals. So I want you to get the drift of what I'm saying. This is what I'm talking about here, where God made himself known and through a prophet. It's where men turned their back and the homosexuals were standing right there to take over. And you're going to see more and more of it, and you're going to see more and more corruption, and you're going to see more and more people dying from AIDS, Brother Branham said there'd come a time when people standing on this ground here, and I said it even, I think it was before he did, because I saw the scriptures and saw that God repented, he made man. I looked very closely in the Hebrew to find out what the word repent means, which meant to be sorrowful, and God was very sorrowful concerning the state of man, which he had found himself, so therefore God did not let the last man suddenly gasp and fall into the ooze, and the scum of the universe, and gag and die with his last breath, he cut them off." That's Lee Vale, sermon entitled The Godhead, paragraph 19, preached July 1st, 2000, and the sermon, the link to the sermon you'll find in the blog post that accompanies this video. At the time this information was presented to me, I personally had a limited understanding of the Scripture, having been programmed by pastors without love for the truth. Many scriptures were tangled and cut in my mind, cut out of context. The understanding that I had at the time the videos were made, homosexuality was a sin that was more powerful than the blood of Jesus Christ. A thief or a murderer could be forgiven, but a homosexual had no place in the kingdom of heaven. My mind always went back to what is taught by, and is still being taught, by cult pastors. Sodom and Gomorrah were burned with fire to wipe out homosexuality. Sadly, this false teaching is not limited to the cult of William Branham, and it exists even in mainstream churches. After studying the Bible without man's interpretation, we find that Ezekiel 16 describes the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And that destruction was not for homosexuality. It was for the same exact thing that we find today in the sermons of cult pastors. Pastors condemning not just their fellow man, but even their own flesh and blood. Because some of their flock has chosen to follow Jesus Christ and has denied a human being, William Branham. They're treated as filthy rags. After describing Jerusalem as the greatest of all harlots. The prophecy to Ezekiel describes the reason that Sodom was destroyed. Ezekiel 16 says this, As I live, declares the Lord, your sister Sodom and her daughters have not done as you and your daughters have done. Behold, this was the guilt of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters had pride an excess of food, and a prosperous ease, but did not aid the poor and the needy. They were haughty and did an abomination before me, so I removed them when I saw it. That's Ezekiel 16, verses 48 through 50. I highly recommend that you read that entire chapter, that entire prophecy, in context. There are plenty of scriptures describing the sin of homosexuality and I'm sure that there's no need to reference them. Should any be unaware, there's a website entitled Open Bible that allows you to search on any topic, and you'll find a compiled list of scriptures. That website is openbible.info, and there'll be a link provided in the blog post that goes with this video. After learning that homosexuality was not the reason for Sodom's destruction, and after learning that the blood of Jesus Christ covers all sin, the question quickly became, were Jean and Leo still practicing homosexuals? There were testimonies given by those suffering unmentionable horrors in the park, but those testimonies were given by people who were promised confidentiality and as much security as possible. While their testimony is enough to bring a government investigation inside of this religious cult, None of the private testimonies has been presented in public at this time. Our information concerning whether or not Gene and Leo continued to practice homosexuality is based on the statements made by the same respected Dr. Lee Vale. Since William Branham respected Vale enough to give him a seemingly fictional title of doctor, we felt that his witness testimony is powerful enough He says this in a sermon, Dr. Lee Vale. Now, where did Leo and Gene and all those guys get that? Now, they were a couple of perverts. And if you're so miserably perverted physically, I've got an idea. Your spirit ain't so hot either. Because the Bible said such were some of you, but now you're clean. They were around Brother Branham and never got rid of their homosexual spirit. They're both dead now, and I can say what I want, of course, and not be liable. But the point is, I'm not liable in telling anybody dirty stories. I'm telling you the truth. That sermon index, you'll find it is Dr. Lee Vale, Stewardship, Paragraph 40, preached October 4th, 1997, and you'll find the link that accompanies the post in this video. But notice, this is Dr. Lee Vale, respected by William Branham, Confirm, confirming to us that he's telling us the truth. He confirms as truth that not only were Gene and Leo homosexual, but they continued to be homosexual throughout their lives. Cult pastors deny that this has any impact on the message, claiming that William Branham simply did not know This was some strange mystery, a spiritual discernment that they claimed to be more powerful than Branham's abilities to peer into the hearts of mankind. But Dr. Lee Vail disagrees. According to Vail, these two men, responsible for the handling of the message, were actively homosexual throughout Branham's ministry, and that Branham himself knew that they were homosexuals. The very next statement in Vail's sermon is this. When Brother Branham told me what they were. Vail says, when Brother Branham told me what they were, I thought it was just, you know, being as rotten as I am, using a bad name about people. Positive truth. An absolute mess. If you don't believe that, you talk to Leo's wife, who's still living now those guys were an absolute mess and the people around them but there was no eighth vision and this is what come out of the vision book that's the same dr lee vale sermon stewardship paragraph 40 preached october 4th 1997 you'll find the link in the blog post that accompanies this video because this might be the only post that some in the cult following may encounter It is necessary that we describe how this information applies to William Branham. Could Branham be responsible for what happened behind closed doors by the two men that Lee Vale called perverted? That depends on whether or not you believe or believed the message. You see, William Branham presented himself as a man who could peer into the very soul of man discerning the secrets of their hearts. He presented himself as a mortal human being with the same power as Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. According to William Branham, when he took a person by his left hand, he received vibrations like a Wiccan priest, and he could see the demons inside. So the question quickly became, was this demon of homosexuality able to hide itself from William Branham. Those that have studied the hundreds of photographs taken by the, of the men in Branham's wilderness retreats, notice a strange level of contact with each other, physical contact. From pictures of William Branham holding hands, to pictures of Branham resting his head on what appears to be another man's crotch, those around William Branham describe him as a man who could walk down the street holding your hand, giving you such a piece that you could not explain as anything but supernatural. These bits of information lead you to many questions about William Branham himself, but are not as problematic as what is being constructed. As you can see in the photographs, there was plenty of hand contact. The park at Prescott was not the only commune that was established. Other trailer park communities were described, as well as other local community communes, similar to what is, has been recently exposed by the cult leader, Warren Jeffs. They all have similar horror stories, and with the exception of the final fruit produced by Gene and Leo's community, they're practically the same. William Branham said, There will rise someone after me that'll take the message on. He'll be an odd person, but he'll rise after this and take the message on, and you listen to it as long as it's scripture stay with it. That was preached january eighteenth, nineteen sixty three, and later in nineteen sixty four, Branham presented his oddball. In a sermon with that title, he was preached he preached it at Prescott, Arizona in the dedication of Jean and Leo's commune. Rather than a sermon describing how unhealthy and how extremely dangerous it is to sever yourself from the outside world of other Christians, Granham started the sermon by describing the wonderful Christian atmosphere that he saw in the place. This wonderful Christian atmosphere started invading the private lives of its prisoners, not just spiritually, but Jean and Leo's park started invading the sexual intimacy of the flock. In the People versus Loker, a trial held in the California Supreme Court, it describes a man who is the product of a sexual union that seems to have been forced by the leaders of the commune. Reading through the witness testimony, you'll quickly find abuse in every possible form, from physical to emotional and even sexual. The result was a man who was the victim of their crime, but he went on a killing spree, and the focus of the trial was to explain how this odd person that Branham praised was the cause of the man's actions. And the result of the trial is that while responsibility could be directed to the leaders of the commune, the man was still accountable for his actions and was a danger to society. That's the People versus Loker. You'll find a link to that court trial on the blog post that accompanies this video. For years we were told that the glorious power of William Branham was evident in his ministry to know the secrets of our hearts. We were told that there was no error in his sermons, that every word on recorded tape was divinely inspired by God. We were told that it was more accurate than today's newspapers. Now that almost every single aspect of his life stories and most of his extremist teachings have been proven false, Pastors are focusing their sermons on the Branham who was just a man. His lies are justified by the sinner in the man. And while his twisted and his false teachings on the Bible are justified by lack of understanding or by progressive revelation. One elder of the religious cult even describes one lie by William Branham as actually true. He claims that William Branham had the ability to time travel back in time to the cloud that was created by the Thor missile detonation. This does not work both ways. We cannot have a sermon that was divinely inspired by God that is full of error. We cannot have twisted scriptures and false teaching that are more accurate than today's newspaper. We cannot have a habitual liar described as a man of God. We cannot have a man who severs himself and his following from all other Christian brothers and sisters being described as a man following God's perfect plan. Proverbs 6 says this, There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to Him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, and a false witness who breathes out lies, and the one who sows discord among brothers. That's Proverbs 6, verses 16 through 19.